want to ask everybody else a big question. The big question is this, what have you missed during the last few weeks? So there's no shame in it, but if you want to put up your hand because you missed takeaways in the last few weeks, that's totally fine. Anybody? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, don't, don't bother you. Haircuts, did anybody miss haircuts? I didn't so much. And I was offering very cheap haircuts, but nobody took me up. Who missed work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to miss work, that's fine. Anybody miss school? No, didn't think so. Oh, some people, okay, that's good, that's good. Anybody miss live sports on TV with all the cardboard cutouts and all that sort of fake crowd noise and stuff? Thought that was pretty funny. Some of you might have missed out on travel, some of you might have missed out on holidays. I don't know what you missed out on. What I felt that I kind of missed out on was live music and um, particularly our band here. So. We've renamed the band this morning, Claudine and the Cool Kids, um, because (coughs) that's who they are. But I think sometimes, you know, we just take for granted our band here at church. Week in, week out, they're trying to bring us closer to God through word and song. And um, yeah, I just really miss that. I miss the um, energy that that brings. And and I know that music is just one of a number of ways through which we can worship God, but I personally enjoy music, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that stirs your soul, helps us express our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. Now, there's, there's been a lot of music uh, that's been produced during the lockdown. So uh, here's the Rolling Stones, um, Mick Jagger there on the left, 76 years young, look at him. I know that's what some of you are like at home, some of you 76 year olds. Uh, so they put out a new, a new song um, during the lockdown about... Uh, living in a ghost town and stuff. And Queen, there's Brian May up there. He's 72, the guitarist for Queen. They put out a new song as well. Brian May also tore his gluteus maximus whilst gardening during lockdown. So maybe that's more dangerous than rock and roll. I don't know. But they put out a couple of new songs. But probably what was most entertaining during the lockdown was those parodies of famous songs that were just put out by regular people They'd put them on YouTube and stuff, so you might have heard or listened to some of them. One of them was Staying Inside, which was a parody of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Another one was My Corona, instead of My Sharona, uh, which was originally done by The Knack. And a New Zealand version was Quarantina, um, put out by uh, some ladies in Christchurch, and it was to the tune of Mamma Mia by ABBA. So if you haven't seen any of those, the, probably the one other one was the, the lyrics to The Sound of Music were changed, um, which, depending on how much you love Sound of Music, was a travesty or a great thing. I don't know. But anyway, they provide a bit of light relief during some tough times, and, um, and music does that. You know, It lifts the soul, and I think it always has. So this morning, I just really want to simply share a, a song with you that was written about 3,000 years ago. And it was, uh, we'll find it in the Bible, in the Old Testament part of the Bible, it's uh, called Psalm 33. And if you want to follow along with me, that'd be really cool. If you don't, I'm going to put the lyrics up on the screen. But you need to know that Psalm, the word Psalm basically means song. And so we're going to read the lyrics to this song. Unfortunately, the accompanying music and the tune has been long forgotten over the last 3,000 years. But The ancient songwriter left us with some lyrics, and this is what he wrote. He writes this, Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. For the word of the Lord holds true. 
and we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. Now, you know, the Bible has about 150 psalms, 150 songs in this collection, and, and only a handful of them are anonymous, like this one. But scholars think that this song was actually intended to be sung by a choir. There's various parts to the song that they believe were sung by different parts of the choir. And so you see these opening lines here are really a call to praise, to honor and worship and respect God for who he is and what he's done. And so you can see there that the songwriter just captures the essence of God's character in verses four and five. His words are true. He is trustworthy in all he does. He loves whatever is just and is good. He is unfailing in his love for all the earth. And you know, as a country, we're emerging from some tough times. And as been pointed out and recognized, much of the world is still in the thick of it. Uncertainty, anxiety, suffering, sadness, pressure, all of that has been really prominent in the last few months. And it's not always easy to recognize God's goodness and his grace. But I really hope you have in the last few weeks. Because that's what the songwriter does. And then look where the lyrics go next. The songwriter reminds his listeners of God's power. Verse 6, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans and vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. You know, that's a, a really poetic summary of the creation of the world. You know, at God's command, the heavens were created. The stars were born. The seas were given their boundaries. The oceans were filled. And if you've read the first chapter of the Bible, you'll know the events that the songwriter is referencing. So in Genesis chapter 1, God creates the universe, and in the process, he demonstrates his power over creation. So God sets all these natural forces into motion, but you need to know this. He's not some sort of cosmic watchmaker who's just kind of wound the world up and then just let it go. He is still in control. He still has power over this planet. And I find that really comforting in these confusing times because it's not just disease that's going on in the world. Now there's job losses and economic instability and then climate change and famine and political corruption and a whole lot of other challenges that our world is facing. But I trust that God knows about it. In fact, I believe it's more than that. I believe he's doing something about it, that he's got it sorted. You know, it kind of reminds me of that classic song. If you were a kid and you went to Sunday school, chances are you would have heard it or maybe even sung it. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Now, the Jewish patriarch Job I think he put it best. He said, the life of every living thing is in his hand and the breath of every human being. And so that's the theme that the songwriter picks up. This is what he says in the next line. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. 
but the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. I, uh, I had some really great plans for the last few months. Had them color-coded in my diary. It was, <laughs> it was awesome, but then plans changed. And maybe you've had the same thing. Yeah, maybe you had a family gathering planned or some holiday or a sports event that you were going to go to or a concert. Maybe you had some study or some training all lined up and you had to learn that lesson too, that plans can change. Well, the songwriter says that in his providence, God can intervene. And not just on an individual scale, but on a national and a global level. And I think we've seen that in New Zealand and and overseas as well, you know. The plans of our governments, some of the proposals of international organizations, they've all had to change. Now, Now, you need to hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God has caused the coronavirus. But I believe he has used those events to refresh and remind people of what's really important. And probably for a long time, uh, stimulating the economy has been a real priority of our government. And that's not a bad thing. But certainly the coronavirus crisis has given our leaders a chance to realize what's really important. And hopefully they've started to value and invest in people more than production. And I think it's actually a good opportunity for all of us just to realign ourselves, to look at God's plans, His purposes, and so that we can be in tune with God's rhythm. Because that's, that's the thing about music. You can either be in tune or not. You either hit that note or you're flat. You're either in time with the beats or you're out of sync. And I think that's true with our relationship with God. We can be in tune with Him or not. We can be in time with His beats or we can be out. And so my question for you this morning is, are you in tune with God? Are you singing from the same song sheet? Are you harmonizing with His melody? Are you dancing to the beats of his drums? Now, if you're not sure about that, I I have a a simple test for you to just maybe check out for yourself. So this here, if you can see it, is a tuning fork. Right. So musicians use this when they're practicing. uh, When you hit it, it resonates and and does a note. So let me do that for you. I'm going to hold up to the microphone because it's quite quiet. You hear that? Shall I do it again? Right, can anybody tell me what uh, note that is? No, it's not C, it's got A's as written on here, but I don't know if that's A or not. <laughs> I'm guessing it's A, that's what it says. So the tuning fork, right, you know quite a bit about this, which is good. They're a little bit obsolete now with technology and all that sort of stuff, but tuning forks are used to help musicians hit the right note, to get the pitch, find out whether their instrument is flat or sharp, and then adjust accordingly. And so it really sort of helps them set the tone and set the pitch. Now, if you're trying to figure out if you are in tune with God, if you are living according to His rhythm, then you might like to consider that Jesus is like a tuning fork. 
Because I think sometimes it's really hard to fathom <clears throat> what it means to have a personal relationship with the Almighty God. So God created the world and he hangs the stars and he holds the oceans and it's just, it's just so vast. It's just so mind-blowingly massive. And, and with all that said, you know, I believe that God cares. I believe he listens. I believe he's involved in our lives. But sometimes it's just really hard to kind of get your head around it, to comprehend it. But 2,000 years ago, God sent his one and only son to show us what God is like. One of the first Christians wrote this. He said, the son, that's Jesus, uh, sorry, Jesus Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Another writer put it like this. He said, the son, Jesus, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. So Jesus shows us what God is is like. He sets the tone. He sets the pitch for what God is like. But actually, more than that, Jesus represents everything that God is. He demonstrates how we can be in tune with God. And so if we truly want to live in God's groove, if we want to sing God's song, then we would be living and loving like Jesus. So Jesus is truthful and trustworthy. And that's what God is like. Jesus values justice and goodness and generosity. And that's what God is like. Jesus shows forgiveness and sacrifice. And that's what God is like. Jesus offers us unfailing love and mercy because that's what God is like. You know, during the lockdown, I saw and I heard people from ABC living and loving like Jesus. They were in God's groove. They were singing his song. You know, as the pastor, it just, it just made my heart sing. It was so encouraging to know that our people, many of you here and many of you listening, were very generous, very gracious, and very giving of themselves for the sake of others. It was really cool. Jesus said this on one occasion. He said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And you know, I'm really humbled to see that message being lived out in our part of the world, by you, and by a whole bunch of other people connected to this church. So look, if you are here, uh, or if you're listening, and you want to know how to start to get in tune with God, I'd love to chat with you and, and introduce you to Jesus. I think probably the whole experience of this coronavirus has taught us that plans and our routines of life can just change in an instant. But if you are in tune with God, if you are on beat with the example of Jesus, then you can live a different rhythm. God has power over this planet. His providence, his provision is greater than we would ever know. And if we're in tune with him, then we can recognize that God is greater than the highs and the lows. That those disruptions, those distractions that happen around us are just going to be like white noise compared to the melody that we are making with him. So this week, I just want to encourage you to echo the words of the ancient songwriter. This is how he closes his song. He says this, but the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. We put our hope in the Lord and him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. How about we pray together?
God, we just want to say we are grateful for your power and your providence. You've sustained us over the last few weeks. And we pray for those people who are still suffering, for those people who are still working. We just ask for comfort and your presence with them during this time. This morning we want to simply worship you to acknowledge your goodness and your grace. We want to be in tune with your plans and your purposes. We want to live to your rhythm, to your beats. We want to sing your songs. And so just like those first Christians did 2,000 years ago, we ask for your Holy Spirit to help us. Help us live and love like Jesus every day. We ask this in his powerful and precious name. Amen.